0: Each season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. I'm Bill Easton, and the man beside me, my co-host, Rich Douglas. We're a couple of guys who love a good story, so join us on our quest to find fascinating people with a good story to tell. This is Guys Telling Stories.
1: All right, welcome. I'm excited about our guest today, Benjamin Watson. Me too. Absolutely, yeah. Not only is he an NFL player, he is a Super Bowl champion. And and he's, uh,
0: I think he's with the Ravens right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. He actually, uh, was injured last season and he's uh, doing some rehab right now. And, uh, we're really pumped to talk to him because he has a new book out, The New Dad's Playbook. I hope he's not calling from a, uh,
0: Treadmill or cycle machine with his rehab because that would get loud.
1: <laughs> well, I think he might be done with his uh, with his uh, training for the day, but we're excited to talk to him. Quick reminder that we do need your help in deciding the winner of our T-shirt design contest this season. So people have been sending us messages. Who's winning? Uh, I'm not gonna say just yet because we that we have an idea. <laughs> We have an idea. We still need your help deciding a winner, and we're going to give away uh, a T-shirt of your choice. Uh, Here's how it works. The design challenge had me and Bill each making our own custom T-shirt, and it's up to you, the listeners, to help us decide whose T-shirt is best this season. We're going to give away one T-shirt, T-shirt of your choice, to one listener who shares the episode. Uh, Let's do it on Facebook. So Benjamin Watson's episode today, share it on Facebook, and we'll randomly select one winner, and then they get a T-shirt. Can I win? You cannot win oh, because then you would get you'd pick your own shirt and everyone has to pick my shirt. So I gotcha. These are custom designed shirts and you can get yours today by going to guystellingstories.com, clicking on Merch. That's guystellingstories.com. Click on Merch to check out the shirts and buy the one you think is best.
0: I'm going to check out that random drawing very
1: carefully. <laughs> well, don't forget to share Benjamin's episode and that will enter you in our t-shirt giveaway.
0: Sounds good. Well, as you guys know, Rich and I shop on Amazon. You know what I bought today? What'd you get? I bought uh, for my truck a little magnet that your phone attaches to. Now, I have one already. Mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking because you're in my car and it goes in the, uh, uh, right? the air vents, right? It goes in the
1: air vent. Holds your phone? It yeah. It
0: holds my phone in the air vents and there's a magnet. But it was hot today for a change here in Buffalo and I wanted the air to like come out and actually hit me. Okay. And when you put it in there, the phone sits and blocks the air vent. So I was like, I got to. Get something else, it has to be an so, easier way. Has to be an easy, so, I got one that actually attaches to uh the, the, the dashboard, okay? And it does the same thing, except not in the air event. So, I get the air, so it'll be here on Sunday because it's free two days but you know. Awesome! So, anyway, you I know you shop on Amazon too. You know, it's a free way to get support the show and help us out, it's free. To help us out, support the show, all you have to do is go to our website and click on the Amazon link before you do your shopping. It's that simple. We get a cut of your purchase, and all you have to do is go to GuyStellingStories.com and click on the Amazon link. You can help us
1: and support this show,
0: and it's free. GuyStellingStories.com. Click the Amazon link.
1: We really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Benjamin Watson. He wrote a book. You know why I wrote a book? Why'd he write a book? He's got a lot of kids. He does he has, I think, five children. Yep. And he is pretty open and honest with his relationship with his children, his wife. Mm-hmm. And he wrote an amazing new book, The New Dad's Playbook. And we are looking to talk to him about everything.
0: You know people that write write playbooks? Yes. People that are experts.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah. He's I yeah. an expert of this. I'm excited to give him a call. So uh so let's talk to Benjamin. Boom. All right, Benjamin. Hey, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, a great pleasure. To, yeah, pleasure to have you on.
0: The first football player.
1: yeah, yeah. First NFL wow. player. <laughs> well, there first, you go. First NFL yeah, that's player. A lot of pressure. Well, <laughs> 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 you know, let me uh, let me start off by uh, just asking, how's the uh, rehab going?
2: Rehab is going well. You uh, know, missed all last year with the torn Achilles. It was probably. The toughest, uh, well, it is the toughest injury I've, I've been through. I've had a number of them, but this one is a beast. Uh, but I, I'm right on schedule. Um, I'm, I'm running and doing everything I should be doing, so uh, I'm getting pretty close. Awesome,
1: well, That's great to hear. Awesome. You know, Benjamin, we'd like to direct the listeners to where they can go to learn more about you online and to check out your new book, The New Dad's Playbook. Uh, where's the best place for them to go?
2: Well the best place for the book uh is newdadsplaybook.com, newdadsplaybook.com. dot com. Uh dot com. There you can see all the information about the book, um, different endorsements, different um um uh, short short little uh, words of advice that I have. Also you can see where to purchase the book. You can purchase it pretty much at any um, you know, brick and mortar as well as uh online at a number of different outlets. And as far as my personal information, um twitter is benjamin s watson as well as facebook benjamin watson official so that whole media that whole social media universe uh is how we connect these days so you can find me on there too
1: absolutely so cool. definitely yeah check them out there well benjamin we like to take the listeners on a little bit of a journey through your life and we like to always start with a root story you know like home life when you were growing up uh family and i know that's kind of where we're headed to later with the discussion so can you tell us a little bit about your roots
2: uh, definitely, I was I was uh, born in Norfolk, Virginia. I grew up there uh, for the most part, as well as Rock uh, Hill, South Carolina. Uh, I'm the oldest of six kids. Uh, my parents had six of us: uh, four boys, two girls, uh, and um, we're all pretty much grown now, out of the house, doing our own our own different thing. Um, I had a great household growing up. My mom and dad really, uh, you know, they were there for us, taught us, you know, about about a uh, life and. About the Lord and just about how to care for each other. Um, very uh, sports-oriented family. All of us played sports for the most part. I started playing sports uh, at a young age and played. Actually, soccer was my favorite sport. Really? And uh, yeah, yeah, I love to play soccer. And but my dad played football, at the University of Maryland, and so I kind of gravitated toward football later on at, uh, in high school and went to Duke University first on a football scholarship, transferred from Duke, went to University of Georgia, finished out at University of Georgia, and met my wife there. We've been married for uh, 11 years now. So. Great.
0: Fantastic. Any other professional athletes uh, in your uh, family?
2: Uh, well, my sister is uh, is actually trying out right now for a volleyball team in Sweden. Uh, she's been overseas uh, playing volleyball. She went to Clemson University and played volleyball there. Um, and she went overseas uh, going to school, getting her master's as well, playing volleyball. So she's been doing a little bit of pro volleyball overseas as well as some, some domestic a little bit here and there. Um, had another sister that ran track, not professionally, but in college, and a brother that played football in college as well. Cool.
1: Yeah, so the athleticism runs in the family, but I got to ask you, if soccer was that main sport and Dad played football, do you remember when you had to start focusing on one over the other?
2: yeah i do uh I was so I was in eighth grade and, and the school I went to i believe um football was in the fall of course and if I'm not mistaken soccer was in the spring but also track was in the spring and i knew I knew eventually I wanted to play football I played soccer because my dad wouldn't let me play football until I got to about high school okay and so you know I played soccer up until j v um and then I started doing football and track in the spring because you know track kind of uh, segue and football helped me there. So, um, but football has always kind of been a thread. I've always enjoyed the sport.
1: That sounds great. And you mentioned that you met your wife uh, at school. So I'm curious, was she athletic as well? Did it sort of kind of something that you guys bonded on? Training room? Yeah,
2: well, you know, <laughs> exactly. Well, ironically, uh, she was a softball player. Um, she actually had walked on the softball team at University of Georgia the year that I transferred from Deacon University and um, there's an organization called Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They're in a lot of different campuses across the country, high school, college. Uh, It's a big, it's a big sports organization um, for athletes. And, uh, you know, she was playing sports and I was too. So we actually met in that organization, in that club. And then uh, it took a couple of years for us to figure it out and we started dating and, and all that sort of thing. But uh, we did meet kind of because of sports and really that was her only year playing softball Georgia was the year that we ended up meeting. So, um, uh, I guess it was kind of meant to be at that point. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of feeling like the theme of this episode, this interview with you might be a little bit of balance, you know, balancing the family life, balancing the relationships with the sports and the jobs. So, you know, in that early stages of your relationship, uh, you know, how do you, how do you balance that? How do you balance, you know, a budding relationship with your future wife and, uh, and getting serious with sports?
2: well it's it's surely you know that's not really a a balance so much as as being able to uh to be totally invested in whatever you're doing at that specific a big time mm-hmm. and so uh you know as and I wasn't always good at it i I could still be better at it, but a lot of times we allow our profession to bleed into our personal life, meaning that you know if our professional life is is going how we want it to go, then we feel good about ourselves and our self-worth is tied to how we perform and we tend to treat people uh, around us that are closest to us positively if our professional life is going well and negatively if it's not going well. And so one of the things that I it took me all the way halfway through my NFL career to realize that, you know what, Morton has to stay at work and home needs to stay at home and I can't allow my professional life, um, my job to determine how to treat my family. As crazy as that sounds, sometimes that's what happens. And so, um, for for me, even you know, starting early before we had kids to now, where we have five children, uh, that's kind of been the way I I balance, if you want to call it, is allowing certain things to stay stay in their own segment and to really put a priority on what needs have a priority. Which you know, when you're at home, it's your family. When you go to work, obviously, you do your best um, at the job you've been given.
0: So we often uh when we when we talk to people we we ask them about a success story and and usually it's after um they've achieved their success and you're kind of in the middle of it you're still playing football um you're you just wrote a book uh but before like what is a what is something that you've accomplished and what what what's a main success in your life besides these two things that you're currently doing now
2: um well i i kind of feel like um mm-hmm. You know, I, obviously, one of my goals in life was to make it to the was really to play college football. My dad, like I said, my dad played college football. I always wanted to be like him and make it to college football. So I made it to college football. Then, you know, as time went on through college football, I had a goal of making it to the NFL, uh, and and I accomplished that goal. But even in that, there's always uh, you always want to get better at your craft. You always want to improve. But as I look, you know, over my life from here, looking backwards, um, my my greatest accomplishments. I think has to do with my family. Has to do with, um, really, my relationship with my wife. You know, we like any relationship uh, in the first couple of years of marriage are tough, they're rough. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You don't like each other. You don't <laughs> like each other a lot of times. Um, it was like, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Oh, you know, yeah. there's, there's always these uh, ups and downs. And, um, you know, I remember one time my wife told me, hey, she said, I see how you fight on the field. Uh, well, you see how you fight to be the best football player you can be. Whatever it is, you know, when you get home off the field, you do extra work, all those sorts of things. And how about you fight for me and our relationship the way you fight for your career? Mm-hmm. Like, ouch, right? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but, 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 but I mean, looking back, it's like you know that's to me that's an accomplishment. Is is not quitting when it got tough. Getting counseling when we need a counseling. Reading books. Um, going to seminars, um, having tough conversations, and and seeing the fruit of where we are now um, and where we're going from where we where we were a decade ago um, is night and day. So so to me, that's something that I, I am proud of.
1: You know, I'm curious, what does that look like for you? You know, she challenges you to step up and 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 do more for the relationship. So you know number 1 what what does that look like and and number 2 was it easy
2: <laughs> um that was not easy because i'm i'm a very powerful person and so that's so I've got you know that's definitely a shot to the ego that, that you know immediately you want to strike back well what are you saying you don't do everything perfect either you know yeah. we always have some sort of response whenever we're challenged in a certain way um and i know different i want to respond but um you know there's certain times when you you realize that you know, it, you know she's right. I, I mean, anything that's anything that's worth accomplishing or anything that's of any value takes time to accomplish it and it takes sacrifice. Stuff doesn't just happen. The one thing I learned at football: that teams don't just win the Super Bowl. They don't just wake up and go out there and just be better than everybody. Like right? mm-hmm. it takes a tremendous amount of work the whole year. Maybe three years ago, they're working towards it, and then it finally culminates in a victory. Um, we can't enter our relationships as, as husbands, as partners, um, you know, um, as, as parents, fathers, mothers, thinking that, uh, it's just going to go as we want it to just because we get out of bed in the morning, you mm-hmm. know, these sorts of things take work and sometimes they're messy. Um, and so one thing I do realize is that when I do put that work in, um, uh, I will reap benefits in, in the same way in my in my relationship with my wife.
0: So we're we're recording. Uh, we're we're in Buffalo, New York, recording this. Can you just uh, go over what it takes to win again? So that...
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been
1: too long. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. I remember. I remember some of those games in Buffalo. Mm. One, one thing when I was with the Patriots, we used to. Whenever we got the schedule, I would always look at December. Because I wanted to see where we were playing in December, and every single year, I swear, it seemed like we were at Buffalo on like December thirty first, and it was like, let's get in here, let's play the game, let's win, and let's get out of here before yep. we get snowed in.
0: Good news is the game didn't really mean anything for either one of
1: us. So,
2: uh. <laughs> well, sometimes it did, but many times it didn't. Right? <laughs> oh.
1: Well, you know, if we move the listeners forward just a little bit in your story, you're you're the father of, of of five children. But you know, if we go back to that that moment in your relationship with your wife while you're still playing football, where you guys find out you're pregnant with your first, you know, can you talk a little bit about what you were thinking and going through there? Because that's a big transition.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, we were married for about three years. We always talked about wanting to have four kids, and so we we waited about three years. We did some traveling. Um, my my wife was working downtown in Boston and uh and we decided to start having kids and we literally had four kids in four and a half years. Like right? we just went rapid fire. And I remember the, when we were pregnant with uh when she was pregnant with our first um Grace is uh eight years old now and it was the year was uh two thousand and eight. She was born in January of two thousand nine, so much in two thousand and eight. That was the year um Tom Brady got hurt. We didn't go to the playoffs. So we were 11-5. Um, but I remember finding out, and I found out it may be, I don't know, mid, mid-year. mid And then it's always, okay, what's the due date going to be? And so the due date was actually Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, boy. February 2nd <laughs> of 2009 was, was the due date. And that happened to be the one year <laughs> when I was there that we didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, but everything worked out. We were actually watched the both in the delivery room. But when I first found out she was pregnant, I was excited, um, as everybody is, and um, you know, just happy about becoming a father. And and then it was like, oh my goodness, I'm about to become a father. Am I ready for this? Mm-hmm. What do I What do I do? What's the next step? How do I prepare? Uh, am I am I a man enough to do this? Like, will I be a good dad? Can I can I take care of Kirsten? Can I take care of her through this pregnancy process? How this it to look? Like, I don't know to expect what's her body gonna do. All those sorts of things, and because of these, the, all those questions is, is part of the reason why um, uh, my wife actually said I need to write a handbook for for men entering pregnancy with the women, and the reason why we have the new dads playbook right now.
1: That's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that is is resonating with me right now. My wife and I have been married for going on four years, and we're we're talking about children. We're we we've done the traveling and and we love it, but I think we're ready. It's just like you mentioned, a little scary. You start to kind of reflect a little bit and question and get a little anxious, and and you you just don't know what to expect. And... You better
0: check the uh, Super Bowl date that's coming up <laughs> because you know. <laughs> We, we might have plans.
2: Right, right. You never know. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, guys have questions all the time. And, and, and in the book, I talk about a lot of them. I talk about, you know, as a man, obviously, there's the finances. You wonder, okay, do I make enough money? How many kids can I have? And, you know, the one thing I, I want to get across is that, you know, no matter how much money you're making, that's really not the, the ultimate litmus test when it comes to you should have kids. I mean, my parents raised six of us on on a uh, very little and we never missed a meal. We, we all went to college. We turned out pretty good, I think. Um, so it's really not all about financing, but being a man, you know, finance is something that comes up. So I talk about, you know, how much money can you expect to spend when you, uh, how do you need to save, how do you need to be planning for your, for your estate, your will, whatever it may be. I talk about, um, you know, getting a registry done and, and baby showers and, you know, how to deal with the morning sickness and, all these other things
1: that, you know, we talk about in this book. Yeah, it sounds like you're answering a lot of questions that these men probably haven't even thought of yet, but when they finally do, (laughs) they can turn to the book and... The handbook. Yeah, the handbook. Yeah, Yeah, like, you know, that's a playbook. It's just like anything, turn to the page and read the play. So, you know, I was listening to a coworker talk today, and her daughter uh, just had their first, and she was reflecting, uh, being a grandma, she goes, I was on the other side of the curtain... She goes, you know, I've given birth three times, but I'm on the other side of the curtain head. And then she's just started chuckling. She's like, oh boy, I, uh, I, I never knew what it was like on the other side. So, you know, being a man, being a father, you've been there multiple times already. Uh, what was it like being there for your first, you were you in the delivery room? What was the whole experience?
2: I was in the delivery room, uh, wasn't going to miss it. I, you know, I I had questions. I can remember going, I can remember being at practice that year and talking to guys who had had, um, who who were fathers. and, And actually, I remember being in Gillette Stadium at a practice and the defense was on the field. And as an offensive player, I was watching. It wasn't our turn to go yet. And I was talking to a guy who played running back. And we were talking about whether you look or not, or don't look <laughs> when the baby comes out. That's I what... remember this <laughs> Yes, and, and, and he was saying, he was like, man, I I never looked. I've had three kids. I can't look. And I'll never look at her the same if I look. And that, that was just how he felt. And so he was being honored. Um, I have looked with all my kids. Um, the first time I kind of thought about it, and I said, you know what, I'm not missing this. So I was, I was watching as she entered the world, um, and I was you know soothing and encouraging my wife, and she was you know going through the process of labor um later on if you fast forward to kids uh four and five, I actually um delivered them out of the birth canal uh, so you know you, you get more and more comfortable as time i I goes guess on.
1: so, wow, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I like we yeah we just took it from you know wondering if you should look or not look and then you, I mean you were there for yeah, the for the real a, that was a real end you
0: know he's supposed to catch the ball once in
1: a while <laughs> he's not <laughs> driving it yeah
2: um, exactly yeah
1: oh uh, well we always like to ask about a challenge and feel free to take that where where you'd like you know what was a struggle that you had to overcome that you're you know ultimately better for
2: you know one of the biggest challenges that we faced over over our. Uh, Eleven years, and really, when it comes to having children, is feel I've all I feel like whenever we're about to have a child, that I'm going to lose my wife, mm. and and in a, in a sense, you do for a little bit. Um, her body's changing, her energy's changing, her hormones are changing. Um, you know, there's there's so much that goes into it. You know, especially you know you have the first one, then when you have multiple, and you're having another one. I talk about this as well that dynamic and um, and it can get really contentious at times. And my wife and I are both um, oldest children. We don't like to lose arguments, and, <laughs> and that can lead for some, for some arguments that last for a long time if no one is willing to conceive, um, and understand that we're both on the same team. And, and I think learning how to, number one, um, acknowledge the insecurities that you have and the worries that we have when it comes to different things that come up in a relationship, um, and then being able to confront them together in an honest fashion um, has been a place where we've grown, where 10 years ago, our first few years of marriage, we may get in an argument and really not want to talk to each other for a while. Whereas now, even if we feel that way, we're able to be open enough to address it and understand the know, we got to fix this because the family depends on it, and we can't be so prideful. That just because we have an argument, we can't be willing to confess and ask forgiveness, or whatever it may be that we need to do to get past something. So, I would say relationally, that's been uh, a huge challenge, but one that um, we, we've gotten a lot better at.
0: It's it's nice to hear you say that and open up about uh, insecurities that you've had. And, and I think as a professional athlete, we've we've met both met a few, and I I have a couple uh, hockey friends, and. I think for them it's always difficult to admit that they even have these insecurities. It's so wired into them to perform at a high level all the time and, and we're not going to lose and I have to fight and fight and fight that it's often difficult to even just acknowledge that you have any faults or any insecurities. Uh, and I think a lot of athletes actually struggle with that. So it's, it's nice to hear you just open up about it and, uh, and talk about it.
2: Well one of the biggest ways to get over dinner things like that day is to open up about it. Um, I struggled over my life with perfectionism. Uh, playing in the NFL, playing sports, as you mentioned, uh you are judged on your performance, not really your self worth as a human, but really how much can you how well you can you perform on a given task on a given Sunday or in a given practice and that's how we're wired. Um and so I struggle a lot with that. Throughout my career, and, and really allowing myself, giving myself grace to to fail, and understanding that in my failure, it's not a direct indictment on my humanity or my worth. And actually, when I give myself some of that grace to fail, I can really accomplish new heights, um, not only in my professional uh, life but in my personal life as well.
0: So, down the road in the future, what do you have? Uh, what do you have planned? I mean, you have the book out now, the New Dad's Playbook.
2: Well, well right now, I'm trying to get ready for the football season. Um, my immediate goal right now is to play another year um, with the Ravens. Uh, last year, as we talked about earlier in this podcast, didn't go well with my injury. And so my goal is to get back on the field uh, and play. And um, I-, I always say the last the last couple of years with uh, the New Playbook, as well as another book that I wrote not too long ago, a couple of years ago, uh, on a different topic, have really let me know that there are a lot of interests that I have and different things that i can speak to and things that i'm passionate about so i don't know exactly what's in the far future we talk about five years or ten years um i try to live live day to day and take every day um i make the most of it but right now it's just trying to get ready for this season because it is quickly approaching
1: absolutely it sure is you know benjamin we do you like to ask for a little advice and I'd love to keep it in the dad realm if you don't mind. You know, any advice you'd give to that dad who's just starting out, something he can do for their, for his children, for his wife?
2: Uh, well, listen to your wife. There's a fixer. <laughs> you want to, yep. We want to make sure everything's right and there's a time for fixing things, you know, when it comes to the, the, the nursery or the, or the um, the crib, whatever it may be, you want to fix it, put it together, I get it. Um, but as far as, what she's going through, listen. Sometimes the best thing to do is listen and embrace. There was a time my wife was struggling with morning sickness and I didn't know what to do. And I, I come up behind her, she's throwing up. I come up behind her, I hold her. I didn't think anything of it. But in all the trying to help her, the buying maternity clothes, the this, that, and the other I was doing, I heard her say years later that was the best thing I ever did for her. Wow. So that I tried to empathize with her and get into her pain because there was nothing really that I could do. So so, so learning how to be a good listener um, throughout this process will serve you very well because there's going to be things that you just can never imagine, and you've got to be flexible with those things. The other thing is, is being present. And when I say being present, I mean kind of what we talked about before is when you're in the home, engaging with your kids, engaging with your, your family, engaging with their mother, um, on an emotional uh, um, level, and not allowing what's going on on the outside, what you're dealing with that work, to permeate what's going on in the safety and the sanctity of your home.
0: Well, good.
1: I hope my brother's listening to this. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he just had a, he just had a new one. So uh, that's great advice. Yeah. So
0: what other um, you know, aside from your book, what other resources would you recommend for new fathers and and all fathers?
2: Um. Great question. Uh, there's a book that I've read by uh, a friend of mine. It's called Family Driven Safe. Um, it, it's a book about, you know, leading your family as a, as a provider, the um, protector of your home. It's really a challenge uh, to manhood. Also, um, there's other resources uh, on a, a website called All Pro Days. I don't know if you're familiar with All Pro dad but All Pro dad was started by a guy named Mark Merrill and uh Tony Dungey, Coach Tony Dungey. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And if you go to all yeah, if you go to All the you can go on their website, um, their Twitter or Facebook and you will get resources sent to you. Um, or you can just read the articles on there, everything from um, you know, daddies and daughters or daddies and sons or relationship with the parents or um, what happens when you make a mistake in parenting or or dealing with um you know finances or dealing with babies all the way up to teenagers to what do you do when your daughter, when you open a door and your daughter's kissing a stranger? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> of, Is Tony, do I want to hear this from, from Tony Dungy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's all sorts of resources from different writers um, that they've, they, they've um, accumulated and they put on this site. So there's different writers that, that write about different topics, but it's really been a great resource for me um, when it comes to um, fatherhood, especially. Um, it's called All Pro Dad.
0: Little off topic about the book. Uh, coach Dungey, was he ever did he ever coach you?
2: He did not. He did not. But the thing about Coach Dungey, he's one of those coaches that um, I remember being in New England and playing against the Colts and after the game, you know, you usually don't say anything to the opposite coach, to the opposing coach, you don't you know, you don't really know them, you just know the players. But I remember making it a point to go to him and shake his hand because he he's one of those guys that if you were to ask guys around the league, if there's one coach that you would like to play for but you never got the chance. Uh, many of them would say Coach Bunch. He he has that type of respect um around the league. And since since he's left in um the NFL, uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Um he actually, you know, endorsed this book <laughs> and and another one that I wrote. Um so, so we, we have a bit of a relationship now and somebody that I have the utmost respect for um not just as a father but, but really as a man in general.
1: Uh, Well, Benjamin, this has been great, especially, you know, Bill, and I'll say this for me, I talk about my wife all the time on this podcast, and I know she listens, and I think she'll be uh, kind of talking to me about some of the lessons and and some things along the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get it. So so maybe one more time uh, for the listeners, where can they find your book? Where can they follow you online?
2: uh, Yeah, newdadsplaybook.com, newdadsplaybook.com. You can find out more information about the book. You can order there. You can also go online to any uh, retailer um, and, and check out the book. You can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin S. As in Seth, Benjamin S. Watson um, and also on Facebook at uh, Benjamin Watson as well. So,
1: Well, this was a lot of Thank fun you for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a lot out of this guys. one. This was great, Benjamin. Thanks so much, and uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for sharing the stories about growing up and, uh, and all the family and being a dad and everything. And good luck with your rehab.
0: All right, oh, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay. For having me Take care. All right. All
1: right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Benjamin Watson. Bill. That was pretty cool. Yeah. What a what a well spoken guy. And uh, and it sounds like he really knows his stuff. I mean, five kids. You'd know your stuff by then too, right? It's
0: kind of cool. that You just open up about uh, family and stuff. And and uh, obviously, his wife is is a very powerful, strong. Woman as well, and it's cool to hear how the relationship and balance
1: works. Yeah, he has little ones at home, and it's really cool. He's putting together something that people can use, and I'm going to check it out. Sounds good. Hey, quick reminder that we do need your help in deciding the winner of our t-shirt design contest this season, and we're giving away a free shirt, so... If you'd like to be entered in the giveaway, all you gotta do is share Benjamin's episode on Facebook.
0: And after I do not win this sweepstakes that Rich is planning, I will go to Amazon and buy my own shirt. But before I do that, I'm gonna go to guys and click on the Amazon link. That is how we support the show. So when you're shopping, please, 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 especially on Amazon, always on Amazon, go to Guys Telling Stories, click on the Amazon link. We get a cut of that that purchase right from Amazon. Doesn't cost you anything, it's free for you it just helps us out. So if you yeah. want to help the show out, please do it.
1: Yeah, I just used it the other day for a grad gift and I know uh, Father's Day is coming up speaking of Dad's playbook. So hit up Amazon before you go shopping for uh, for one of those. All right, Bill, great great interview today. That was fun. Yeah, I, it was refreshing to talk to a professional athlete who's still in the peak of his career and he is also doing an amazing other things, raising raising five raising kids, kids and, uh, writing, and books. writing books. Oh, that's great. So, Rehab. Rehab's no joke. Oh, no. Not an Achilles. I I wish him the best. Good luck. All right. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like what you hear, share it with a friend, subscribe. And I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Until next time.